Hey friend, welcome back to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing a friend of mine from NP School, Grace Ochukre, who is a pediatric registered nurse and a psychiatric mental health NP student in the DNP program. And she also holds a certification in trauma-informed care. In this episode, she discusses her experience with burnout while working as a full-time nurse and in NP school and how that really drove her on this mission to help other nurses who may also be dealing with stress and burnout and to show them that they're not alone. She's actually brought her vision to life by creating the Self-Care Code, which is a 10-week transformative program for nurses, and it guides you in creating an SBAR assessment, which I thought was so cute because if you're a nurse or a nursing student, you know what an SBAR is. And so you create this SBAR assessment of your current self-care practices. Throughout the program, you'll focus on several areas of self-care each week, including mental health, nutrition, sleep, and time management. In the final week of the program, nurses create a personalized, effective, and manageable self-care plan so that they they can confidently show up in the world as the best version of themselves. In this episode, we go over stress and burnout and trauma in the workplace, balancing work and school, setting boundaries, and she shares her three tips on work-life or school-life balance. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. Are you wanting more time on your days off to create healthier habits and actually work on your goals? Then this podcast is for you. I'm Ashley and I used to be a burnt out nurse just like you. I know what it's like to feel exhausted and frustrated on your days off. I wanted to work out more, eat healthier, and enjoy time with friends and family. But I kept telling myself that that run could wait till tomorrow. I was just too tired to fit in a workout into my busy schedule. Entering my 30s, I realized I had neglected my own health and personal growth. It was a wake-up call that inspired me to take control of my life. That's when I learned two key things. The incredible peace that time management brings and the beauty of real work-life harmony. And I want you, friend, to have this too. I'll share with you my tips and tricks on how to manage your time, create healthier habits, and be more productive on your days off so that you can achieve your biggest health and business goals. So let's pop in those earbuds, get that nurse fun up, and let's dig in. All right, Grace, thank you so much for joining me here today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm excited for our conversation today. So let's go ahead, actually, let's get right into it. Well, let's start with you introducing yourself. Tell us who you are. Talk about a little bit about your journey and what brought you to where you are today with wanting to help nurses with self-care, with managing stress and burnout, or even, you know, recovering from that and even being, you know, wanting to be certified in trauma-informed care that I saw, which was pretty interesting. Right, right. So um, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so my name is Grace Ochoa Um, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I work in pediatric home health, and I love my job. Um, I'm also a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner student, and um, I'm also certified in trauma-informed care. So what kind of led me down into wanting to help nurses with self-care is because I realized that, you know, we're not really taught you know, time management and um, stuff like that when we're in school. 
And so we're kind of thrown into the workforce and, you know, all the craziness that comes with that and juggling work and school and all that stuff. And so I quickly realized, you know, because I, I work, you know, while I'm in nurse practitioner school. And I remember going to class one day and I, you know, I've always heard about burnout, but I realized that I was there. Like I, I realized that I was, I was burned out, like in the true definition of the word. And I realized that, you know, there's not, you know, I thought there needs to be more discussion about what nurses can do to, you know, what, what do you do in that situation when you're in that situation? You know, a lot of people aren't having that discussion. A lot of people are now, but yeah, I kind of wanted to join in and help nurses with that. Nice. So can you talk a little bit about the trauma-informed care? Like what, what exactly does that mean and how can that help the people that you, you know, end up helping, whether that's, you know, future clients or anything like that? Right. So trauma-informed care, um, I wish this is something, I wish this was something that was taught in schools. Um, unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of emphasis put on it. But trauma-informed care is really about making your patients feel safe. Um, it's about, you know, there's six principles of trauma-informed care. And so one of them is making, you know, emphasis on safety and, um, you know, building trust with your patients. And a way you can do that is by being transparent and telling them up front what you're going to do and discussing things with them, you know, during the procedure, because, you know, a lot of medical procedures can feel scary. And so we want our... our a lot of um, trauma is actually very prevalent in our society. Um, most people have experienced at least some traumatic event in their lifetime. So there's a saying that says, you know, if you work with humans, you work with trauma. So, you know, nurses, we work with humans. So that means we work with trauma and trauma-informed care is kind of like, think of it like a universal precaution. Um, for instance, you know, if, if most people have dealt with some form of trauma, you should safely assume you know, in the back of your mind that there's a chance, there's a good chance that this person has been trauma has been traumatized, right? So it's just being on the safe side and helping them feel safe. So do you think that, I mean, I think honestly, everyone has experienced some level of trauma, right? Especially with nurses, I feel like not even just talking about the, what happens on the outside with our lives, but even with what happens at work. Right, right. There's a lot of things that happen at work, nurse bullying. Uh, there's, uh, you know, we, we all know about that, right? Um, that can come from other nurses, that can come from higher level management. Um, so there's a lot of stress that comes with that. And that, that could also lead to burnout as well. And um, there's just so much going on, you know, you know, there's a lot of trauma, right, that we, you know, secondary trauma, right? When we see someone going through something traumatic, you know, that can cause us to also feel traumatized, right? And so there there needs to be, you know, a larger discussion about that as well. Absolutely. I love that. When did you um, get certified with that? Uh, I got certified in January of 2021. So um, it was something that I wanted um, because, you know, I being in, in psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner school, you know, I'm, I'm clearly really passionate about, you know, learning about mental health and trauma. So I felt like that kind of went hand in hand. So yes, I'm actually really glad that I got certified in that because it makes me feel more comfortable, you know, working with patients and knowing that I'm making them feel, you know, do my best to make them feel safe. Right, right. 
So with managing stress or even preventing or man or recovering from burnout, what is the difference between stress and burnout? Are they the same or is one less than the other? And how would you know? Right. So there is a difference between uh, stress. Um, so burnout is a form of like prolonged stress, right? So a lot of us, stress is normal to an extent, right? So there's normal day-to-day stressors that we deal with, right? Like, you know, picking up the kids from school and, um, you know, getting to work on time and, you know, doing your best on a job interview and things like that. So that's, that's stress. And stress to a certain point can help us feel motivated, you know, to get things done um, and to do our best. Right. So it's, it's, it's unnatural to believe that, you know, we can completely eliminate all forms of stress from our lives completely. Right. That's not realistic, but um, burnout is more of a prolonged form of stress. Right. So that's, you know, you, you start to feel like you're losing empathy. You feel like you're just kind of showing up to work and you start to lose, lose that passion and drive that, that got you there in the first place. And it, it kind of makes you feel sad because, you know, you know, as nurses, we are in a helping profession. And so we got into this profession because we wanted to help people, but there's a lot of outside stressors that, you know, in our workplace and in our personal lives, that can make us feel, you know, pushed our limit and overstressed. Was there a point that you realized that you had reached burnout? And was that before NP school or during NP school? I think the first time that I really felt like I felt that the true definition of burnout was when I was in NP school. And so I just remember it was just, I just showed up the class one day and I, it was like this internal feeling that I felt. I couldn't really explain it. I just knew, oh, wow. Like I, I feel like, you know, cause I had um, four classes at the same time. Uh, I was also working, you know, almost full time, you know? And so I was just kind of like, you know, trying to just, you know, turn, you know, turn assignments in to show up the class on time. Um, just, you know, just, Hey, how are you? Like, just kind of like going through the motions kind of. And and I, I, you know, that made me feel kind of sad because, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, you know, I love what I'm learning in class and I love, I, I feel like I'm in the go heading into the right field, but, you know, it's kind of like losing that, that, that drive almost where you're kind of going through the motions. And that's how I, that's how I personally experienced it. So what are some of the tips that you would give to those that are listening that are maybe struggling with balancing work and school as well? Maybe they're in grad school or in nursing school, right? Getting their bachelor's, whatever it is. What are some tips that have that helped you kind of recover from that? By the way, guys, Grace and I both started MP school together. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, that's how we both met. So I thought that's so that was so awesome. Um but you guys know that I dropped out. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Grace, seeing you still there and you're about to graduate next year, right? Yes. I'll be graduating uh, summer of next year. Nice. Awesome. So what would you say were some of the tips or ways of balancing work and school that helped you, especially for the listeners that are trying to balance work and school and maybe even life as well, right? Because we're not just 
human beings, like with no other life, right? We have family, we have friends, we're wanting to keep that, our social calendar, you know, as much as possible. So what were some of the things that you had to put into practice in order to pour back into yourself? Right, right. That's a great question. So one of the things that helped me was learning how to set boundaries. And I think that's really important, especially for people who are people pleasers. And I'm a recovering uh, people pleaser myself. So I completely understand firsthand how hard it is to say no to people. But the thing is, it's very essential because it's like that saying, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're just saying yes to everybody, you know, how are you making time for yourself? How are you making time for work and school? And, you know, there's other, there's other priorities that you have in your life. And oftentimes a lot of other people, you know, if you say no to them, you know, that's okay. Right. They, they could always find someone else that can do it. Right. They might be disappointed, you know, if they're used to you saying yes, but, you know, eventually they'll learn, you know, that you have boundaries now and, and you just, it's important that you stick to them. Right. Cause if you don't stick to them, then they'll realize that they can kind of talk you back, back into, you know, talk you back into it. So um, that was really essential was just saying no to people. And that was hard because, you know, I was someone that, you know, I'm someone that, you know, I like to, you know, go out to dinner with my friends and things like that. And, you know, I didn't want to, you know, feel left out or feel any FOMO. So, but the thing is, I had to realize that this is like my career and my future career as well is, is incredibly important. And then once that's done, you know, then I'll have all the free time, you know, in the world to, you know, do whatever I want. Right. But, um, so that was like, that was something that, that was, that was really helpful for me was learning how to set boundaries. I think that is a huge thing too. And I think I, the way I see it too, is you're just protecting your peace. You're not really keeping people away. I think people think that when we're setting boundaries, we're putting up a wall and people can't come in or anything like that. And it's, it's more so of just like, Hey, like, I'm just letting you know, this is my space right here. My, my piece where I can do this here, but I can't do this at this time. And I think I used to think that too. I think I'm a recovering people pleaser for sure. And I used to think that where I was having that FOMO. I didn't want to like let down someone or um, I didn't want to disappoint them, whatever it was. But then I always ended up feeling resentful. Like, why did I say yes? Why did I come out? I hate it. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> you know, it's like, I would just get so frustrated. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing, um, I, I read this somewhere where they said that, you know, if, if you are someone that, if you ever feel like angry for no reason, one of the things that you should check is if you've been saying yes to things that you wanted to say no to. And I was like, oh, wow, because that's true, right? Like, cause it's like, you know, and you think like, oh yeah, I'm doing this person a favor, but then, you know, it deep down, you know, you're realizing that you're kind of neglecting yourself in the process and you'll, you know, a lot of people will feel it and they won't understand why that they feel angry, but then, you know, if they reflect on their boundaries and how they're keeping up with that, a lot of times they'll, it'll be pretty revealing for them to see like, oh, okay, this is probably why I'm like really angry and I don't know why. Right. So yeah, I thought that was cool. So on top of boundaries, what were some self-care things that you were putting into practice while you were going to school? And are there other forms of self-care that nurses should not feel that they should put into practice and not feel guilty about or ashamed about? Absolutely. So another thing that was important for me was good time management. 
And um, like I previously mentioned um, that I don't feel like that was something that was really taught in depth in school. Like I don't remember taking a class on that or like that being yeah, any part of anything, right? So, uh, so that's something I had to learn on my own. So I know that my school one time offered this free like time management class and I learned about something called time blocking. And I feel like that really kind of changed my life because, you know, when I you know if you, if, if you look at my calendar, it's, it's pretty chaotic. It's like super color coded and it's just things everywhere. And so something that was, that really impacted me was um, they taught me that, you know, even things that aren't an actual event event, you know, that you should actually still put that on your calendar. So for instance, studying, you know, a lot of people don't put that on their calendar because they think like, oh, well, yeah, I'll study during the day. And then they end up like not getting to it. But if you actually block it out in your calendar and say, okay, from four to seven, I will be studying. And you put that as an actual event on your calendar. I feel like you're more likely to stick with it. And also um, it'll keep you from scheduling something on top of that time. So you know that you have that time cleared out to study, right? So that was like a huge game changer for me. Um, and so when it comes to nurses, like in terms of what they should not feel guilty or shame about when it comes to self-care, um, a few of those things are using PTO. You know, a lot of nurses, they feel kind of guilty about doing that. I'm like, no, take, take the PTO, you know, if you feel like you need it, you know, even if you need a mental health day, take it, right? Don't, don't feel guilty about it. You have the PTO for a reason. It's there for you to use it. Um, another thing is calling off when you're sick, you know, so a lot of, you know, nurses feel like, oh, no, no, I need, I need to go to work. I need it. No, no, no. You know, take, take the time off to, you know, take care of yourself. That's a huge form of self-care. It's taking care of yourself when you're not, when you're not feeling your best. And also that's best, right? You know, because you don't want to get other people sick, right? So that, that's not ideal. Um, but a lot of the times, um, a, a big thing that we take for granted is our health. And we don't realize that until we're sick. And so that's an excellent time to, to learn self-care is when you're sick, because that's when, you know, you, you, you're forced to rest. And I know that's hard for people that are super um, type A and super, you know, on like, the go-go. Yeah, right, yeah. right. They're really good on product, you know, being productive and all that stuff, but it forces you to, to rest and, to, you know, to eat well, you know, to, to get enough sleep, get enough water, you know, and so that's a, that's a big lesson for some people. Um, and other forms of self-care is, you know, leaving a toxic work environment. You know, if you don't feel safe or comfortable in your job, it's okay to leave, right? If you have the means to, of course, but um, that's another way that you could take care of your own mental health is leaving toxic environments. And a lot of people feel, you know, guilty about doing that. And a lot of, a lot of nurses particularly, uh, especially if they've been there for a while, you know, but that's one way. Um, and the, another, the last way is like setting boundaries. You know, like I said, like speaking up for yourself. If, if you see something that makes you feel uncomfortable, or unsafe, you know, it's also important to speak up for yourself because sometimes other people aren't going to do it for you because at the end of the day, you know, you have to look out for yourself and that's, that's also your responsibility to speak up. If you see, if you ever feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. I love what you said about the PTO because I, I, I'm like, I, that's why it's there. Literally that's right. why you're accruing the PTO 
mm-hmm. when you're working <laughs> and yeah, that's what's you work for, for the hospital. I remember I called out and I normally, I normally don't call out, right? Like I would always, like, if I left a job, I'd cash out PTO, whatever. And it was, so this one time where I just literally, it was actually while I was in MP school, I was going through a really bad breakup, which, you know, my listeners know about, and it was so bad. And it was like in the, like in the middle of it, where emotionally, mentally, I could not be present at work. Like it was, I was so scared of hurting someone. I was so scared if I was, I was like, what if I don't think I can concentrate? I don't think I can focus. What if I give the wrong medicine? What if I don't triage someone appropriately? What if I miss something? And I had never actually felt that way until that day. I hate to call out right now because it's a holiday and I felt so bad. And I'm like, I know that I'm going to get like written up or something because it's the last day or it's a holiday, but I was like, I just know in my gut, like, it was just like, I know I can't go into work. Like, this is like, and at at that time I felt so weird. I'm like, is it weird to like take PTO for a mental health day? You know, it's, can I do that? Like, I didn't know. I felt guilty. I felt so, so guilty, but I was so glad that I did it because I was really taking care of myself that day and I could not go, go to work, you know? So I actually, I really like that one. And I think, um, you know, I know actually one of my girlfriends right now who's going through a really tough time. I'm guilty calling in one night and she's like, I just really can't, I can't think right now. I can't focus. And I'm like, that's what PTO is there for. You know, it's not like you're always calling out. Now that's a different story, right? You're always calling out. Right. <laughs> no, like I, and I also like commend you for that because that takes a lot of courage, right? A lot of people um, don't, you know, have that, that courage to do that. But that's important because, you know, you're looking out for your patients, you're looking out for your career, and you're also looking out for yourself, right? So I honestly commend you for that because that that takes courage. And a lot of, also that takes a lot of self-awareness, you know, to to realize that internally within yourself that, okay, I I need to take a break. I need to, I need to take off because a lot of people don't have that self-awareness and they don't realize that they need to rest. And that, and a lot of people don't realize that it's okay to rest, you know, a lot of, people grew up with parents that taught, you know, that kind of enforced the belief that their productivity is based on their worth. And a lot of people grow up with that, even as adults still having that instilled in their mind. So, um, so the thing is first, I remember hearing a saying that said, you know, for people that are really focused on, you know, productivity, you know, rest can feel scary. You know, it was some variation of that quote, but And I thought that, okay, that's interesting, right? Like rest can actually feel scarier than productivity for them because they're not used to doing that. So I honestly, like, I'm really glad that you did that for yourself. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a really weird time too, because I was just like, can I do this like for my mental health? Is is that that okay to do? And I was like, yeah, it is, it is. (laughs) Um, And I also agree with the time management part. We are not taught that, we are not. And- I think what really sparked this interest in changing the direction of my podcast into more like time management was because I started working with nursing students, right? And they're they're LVN students and they just seem so excited. Like, yeah, they're they're stressed out and they have so much on their plate, but they're excited to start working. They're excited to get into the field, right? And I 
I was just reminded of when I was a new grad of when I was a new nurse and I was so excited, so full of like energy. And like, I remember, you know, now that I wasn't a broke college student, right. And making some money, I got myself a personal trainer. I was eating right. I was exercising. I was taking care of myself. Then I realized I started getting into like this cycle of working all this overtime. Cause I felt bad saying, no, I was chasing the dollar or what then I was working so much and I wasn't putting back into myself. Right. And I think that seeing that really forced me to reflect on like my nursing career. And there were certain times in my career where I felt like I was burnt out. I think it really goes back to how we manage our time, owning your week, owning your day, your weeks, your months, your year. You're the host of the refill podcast. You're listening to this episode that you put out about knowing your limits, right? And it was actually a shorter episode, right? Than your other ones that you were- Yes. A bit about what made you want to put that episode out and what what message you want to, you want to um, get across. Right. Um, thank you. Yeah. So the interesting thing about that episode is that I normally um, record 30 minute episodes, but ironically- <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time and I had a lot going on that day, but I made a commitment to myself to, to record a podcast episode that day. So I knew my limits <laughs> and I recorded a shorter episode than, than normal. And I realized, you know, that's still okay. Right. I kept my commitment to myself and, um, and I, that was just my way of like also showing the world that, you know, I'm practicing what I preach. Right. So, but yeah, that, that's how that episode came about. So what can nurses do to know their limits? Yeah, so um, the question. So there's multiple ways that you can do that. So one way is self-awareness, right? So it's important to tune in in with yourself on a regular basis and just listen to how you feel and and tune into your intuition and your body. Um, And you can do that you know, just, you know, by sitting in silence or meditating or just practicing mindfulness because, you know, our world is really chaotic. Um, so a lot of times we, we don't have a lot of time to, to just sit with ourselves. Right. And I, I try to meditate for at least five minutes every morning, um, at just at the minimum. And so that's a really important way is to realize, okay, I'm, I'm kind of doing too much, right. I, I feel a little, a little stressed too much. I feel a little frazzled. Right. I feel a little fear. You know, I, I have an episode called, you know, uh, stress is a form of fear. So I feel like when we feel stressed, really the root of stress is actually fear. Right. And I also have to ask myself, well, what am I afraid of? You know, what am I afraid? What am I afraid is going to happen if I if I don't get this done on time or if I'm, you know, you know, things like that. Right. So that also helps because then I'm able to think, OK, OK, that's that's what this is really about. Um, and another way is. And some people might not like this, but, you know, listening to other people, sometimes I know we're, a lot of times we're told, you know, don't, no, don't care what people think, don't listen to other people. And, and that, that's true to, to a certain extent. But I think that when it comes to knowing your limits, you know, what, you know, I mentioned in that episode that a person actually told me that they said, hey, Grace, I think like you're doing a little too much. Like you, you, you know, you, you're, you know, it's fine, you know, if you can't, make it out to this event. It, it's totally understandable. Like, you know, you, 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 you should know, you know, get to know your limits. And I thought, oh, okay. And like, it's, it's kind of nice to get that objective outside perspective 
because a lot of times we're just so you know in our own world and our in our own mind that we're that it's actually helpful to get an objective outside person you know looking in and you can do what you will with that information or what they say you can you know you know depending on your situation you can choose not to listen to that person but sometimes it, it's it's good to like listen to other people and you know take that in um and to just reflect on that and see if what they're saying saying might actually have some truth to it um and another way is trying not to do you know a lot something I tell myself is and this really is a lot of stress for me is I tell myself you don't have to get everything done in one day like it's, it's okay to you know break things up into a little bit um like if I have a huge load of laundry um but I also have a lot of things going on uh, a lot of times I feel stressed and I'm like okay I need to do this I need to do that I need to get my laundry done I need to run this errand I need to call this person back but a lot of times I realize that you can, you don't have to do that. You can, if you can, you can break it up into even a series of multiple days. You know, it's like, okay, on this day, you know, that, that's where the time blocking kind of comes in. It's like, okay, on this yeah. day, I will get this done. Right. And then on this day, I'll get that done. And, and that has made things so much more manageable and uh, just less chaotic for me. Um, and also just giving yourself permission to be human. You know, it, it's okay if, you know, it's okay. We're all human. We're all out here. I believe that everyone in, is doing their best with the information that they have in that moment. And I think that it's okay to just be human, not try to be perfect all the time or, you know, what, what even, what even is perfect, right? We, that's just right. a construct, right? Like, what does that even mean? And, and right. why does that matter so much? Right. Um, and that goes more deeper into like inner child stuff, which we'll have time for that, but obviously, but, um, but yeah, it's okay to just let loose and just, take you know put one foot in front of the other and and you'll be fine for me personally in achieving my goals or really becoming the person that I'm wanting to become right a better person every day because we're humans and we're going to have challenges and obstacles we're gonna fail we're gonna have setbacks we're gonna mess up it's it's okay it's what matters yeah. is getting back up and giving yourself grace. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, when you're actually just nice to yourself, you, you got this, like, keep going. You can, you know, how can we change things instead of being like, wow, you're, you know, just being super mean to yourself, beating yourself up. It makes such a huge difference because you're like, it's like giving your little, like your younger self, like, Hey, it's okay. Let's get back up. Like we can do this. <laughs> right. So right. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's a that's huge part for me is just being my own best friend, really, because I think that a lot of times we are really mean to ourselves um, on on an unnecessary level. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. So a lot of times I tell myself, OK, if this was happening to my friend, what would I tell my friends? You know, and that makes a huge difference. And, you know, we are also people, too. A lot of times we don't consider ourselves in that equation. But the thing is, you know they say to treat everyone with kindness, well, you are a person too, right? You you are included in that equation. So I think that's important to treat yourself with kindness. And I I try to be my own cheerleader. And I tell myself, Grace, you're, you're doing great. You're, you know, everything's going to work out. You know, you're, you're doing awesome. Like, you know, it just that, that those positive affirmations, right, have been really helpful for me. Awesome. I love that. Your self-care code program, what's that about? Yeah, so I am launching a 10-week self-care program for nurses. Um, and so really, um, there's there's 10 weeks in it. So 
uh, for the first week, there's going to be an introduction to self-care and you will create an SBAR assessment on your current self-care practices. Um, and then the following week, you'll following week, week you'll learn about boundaries, uh, then mental health, nutrition, movement, sleep, relationships, finances, um, and then you'll create a self-care plan at the end. So um, I'm really excited about it um, because I think that a lot of nurses don't know where to start with their self-care journey. And I think that this is a good way to kind of help the people that don't know where to start and also the people that kind of fell off from having a self-care practice kind of get back on board. I love that. When does it launch? Yeah, so that's going to be launching uh, September 1st. Um, so uh, keep your eyes out for that. Um, if you, um, you can fall, if you go to me at my Instagram, um, at grace your mind, um, you'll be able to receive updates on that. All right. And so where else can they find you? Uh, people can also find me at, if you want to see my, re, uh, my podcast, the refill with grace, Ochoa, you could find me at the refill with grace on Instagram. Uh, my website is healingwithgrace.com. Um, if you need to contact me, my email is grace at healingwithgrace.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Grace. This has been such a great conversation about self-care and burnout. Right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, friend. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, don't keep the goodness to yourself. Share it with another nurse, babe, who's ready to elevate her life by managing her time and finding work-life harmony. And if you can, while you're at it, please leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Until next time, friend.